Well, this is awkward. Very awkward. I'll tell you guys why in a second. I was in the middle of recording the video of answering the questions, and then the news broke that Joe Judge is fired. Holy crap. This just came out like, you know, a minute ago. 528, 529 on January 11th. I am so relieved right now. Oh my gosh. Thank you. This like I think the Giants might actually be doing the right thing for him. Obviously, it was the right thing to fire a judge. That's not what I'm getting at. But they actually might. The Giants might be a smart football team once again. Am I too stupid to say that right now? Because think about it. Outside GM interviews, judges fired, incompetent coaches gone, gone after two years, right? John Mayer didn't want to do that. Like, are the Giants finally figuring this out? Like, I know it's not that hard. We get that, of course. But it's John Mara finally catching on of how to run a football organization? Like, is this going to be a new thing now? Because I love it. I am uh, super happy. I mean, look, of course, they got to get the GM spot right. That's a big part of it, of course. But most of these candidates that they're interviewing are pretty good candidates, according to people that I trust and follow on Twitter and all that. So just wow. Just why I'm so happy right now. It's such a big relief that I don't have to deal with this jackass another year. I don't believe anything this guy says anymore. I don't know how the players want to play for that guy after what he did on the QB sneak nonsense. It's oh my gosh. Thank God it's over. So thank you, Giants. Um, this offseason so far, we're two days in, is freaking flawless. You know, Gettleman's gone, Judge is gone. And as I said, I think Judge really had this job locked up for year three. He just did it to himself. He, this stupid, you know, rant he went on after the Chicago game might have done this. It was that, the embarrassing losses by double digits for like six straight games. It was the quarterback sneak on your own four-yard line on third down. Just thank you, Joe. Thank you to your stupidity and incompetence as a head coach to put us in this position. I don't think John Mara wanted to fire you, but I appreciate you for getting out of this organization, and hopefully we move on to an actual head coach. So this might be it. This might be the Giants finally cleaning house. Now, I don't know about the scouts and the rest of the guys and Kevin Abrams. We'll find out, right? It really depends on when the new GM comes in and what that guy wants. But so far, some of the GM candidates are great. I love Joe Shane. I absolutely love Adam Peters. If we get one of those two guys, like, I'm back in. I'm sold. I am I, Obviously, I'm still a fan. We know that. But, like, I'm just completely buying into the direction of the Giants once again. So, I'm super excited. Thank you for finally ending this misery with Judge. It was only a year, really, of misery because we loved the guy last year. But just a year of misery. Well, literally, like, three or four months because... Honestly, I, when did I start to turn on Judge? Like, maybe after that Falcons game when he punted when he shouldn't have, that's when I kind of got pissed off. I don't know. I'm trying to think when it got that bad. But yeah, like, it was like a month ago when I realized, yeah, this guy has to go. Like, I've had enough. So I'm just super happy they made the right decision. I don't know why it took them like a full day and a half to figure this out. Like, we knew he should have been gone yesterday morning, but better late than never. So thanks for that. Let's get the right GM. I feel super excited. It's like the happiest I've been for the Giants since, like, they played that Green Bay playoff game. It's honest, like this is like such a great moment. So I am so happy right now. But thank you, John Mayer. I cannot believe I'm saying that, but thank you, John Mayer. So we'll see. We'll see who the GM is, but I am super happy right now. All right, back to the video. Sorry about that. Welcome back, Giants fans. So second video today, but I'm doing a video of the uh, the questions you guys asked. I forgot to make this video actually, so hopefully not a lot of these are outdated. We got 32 questions, which is a lot. So I don't know if I'll get to all of them, but thanks to those who asked the question and made the video possible. Let's start with Matthew Janice. I know you don't usually look at PFF mock drafts, but how do you feel about the one where we had Evan Neal at five, Leonard Baum at eight, and Malik Wills Willis at 37 in the second round? 
down. I personally love that idea. I did see that actually. And yeah, I try not to react to mock drafts like before I do my own research because I have admittedly not watched a single game of Linderbaum or Neal. I've probably watched some Malik Willis, but not too much. But yeah, I mean, if, if the quarterback can fall around too, a guy that I think has like the talent to be a top 10 quarterback in Malik Willis, obviously he needs some work, but like that's not a bad draft at all. Like I can get on board for that. I don't know if Willis actually falls to the second round. I'd be surprised at this point, but um, as for Linderbaum and Neal, if they're as good as advertised, I mean, yeah, obviously I would take that. Of course, this team needs an offensive line as bad as anybody, but with Willis, you might look at more of a developmental project, may have to sit on the bench for a year, but you know, you can bring in Daniel Jones for your four, put Willis on the bench and then see what happens. So yeah, I don't think I'd be, I don't think I'd hate this idea. It's not bad at all. So, um, does it actually happen? Probably not, but it's a good mock draft for sure. So if it does happen, I can definitely get behind that. So I'll try to answer these more quickly to get through more of these questions. So from Troy, do you see a route in which the Giants could keep Saquon and still have an effective rebuild? Like if he stays healthy and produces next year, do you think we could make him a part of a rebuild? Or do you think he'll be too expensive or too old by the time we get good? That's a great question, honestly. Um, You just make it harder for yourself. If you allocate a decent percent of your salary cap to a running back, you're just making it harder to rebuild. I I don't think Saquon's a necessary part of a rebuild. Um, It is possible, though. Like, it's not impossible to rebuild and have a good running back. That's definitely not the truth. But if you have to allocate... 10, 12, 14 million dollars per year, whatever Saquon's next contract is, to the running back position, it's going to hurt you because you can't pay other positions. So, in my opinion, I'm looking to build the positions that matter more the offensive line, quarterback, you know, wide receivers, I think are more important in today's NFL, pass rushers, uh, safeties, cornerbacks. Like, those are the positions um, that I want to, you know, put my cap space towards, not running backs. So, in my opinion, you can build around Saquon. You're just making it a lot more difficult on yourself. Next from Sean, not really a question, but an interesting comment. I would love to see a poll with something along the lines of single biggest issue with the Giants right now with options like offensive line, quarterback, GM, head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, uh, coordinator, etc. I want to see what other people think it is. That would be a great question. I think if we had a poll, it'd be owner. That's probably the first one, but you did not list that. Um... I think GM is probably the most important, personally. I think if we got the right GM, I think the most of those pieces fall in place. You know, the GM should hire the head coach, and the head coach should probably hire the coordinators and all that, but it just depends on getting the, the guy on top right. Obviously, you have the owner on the top top, but just right below him is the GM. If you get the GM right, I mean, you can get everything else in place, really. So, you know, the GM is going to draft a quarterback, draft the offensive line, or trade for an offensive line, dra- or trade for a quarterback, you know, vice versa. So, I think for me, it starts with GM. And for Dave Gettleman to be who I thought was the worst GM since he's been here for the past four years, it put the Giants at no advantage. So for me, it's um, for, for me, it's GM, but I could see the arguments of offensive line. Some people really hate Daniel Jones. I could see quarterback being there, um, head coach, of course. So yeah, I could see every answer, but for me personally, it's GM. Next from Doshman, if we were to still entertain the idea of getting a quarterback in free agency, would it be possible to trade picks and assets for quality linemen in the NFL rather than drafting them? How would you handle that situation? 
I mean, there's not many offensive linemen trades, right? I'm thinking back to, like, the big offensive line trades. Like, we saw the left tackle for uh, the Chiefs, Orlando Brown, got traded for a late first-round pick, but he's young. We saw the Trent Williams trade. That was unique, of course, you know, coming off cancer, didn't want to play for Washington anymore. They didn't, you know, get that much, like a third and a fifth for him. So it really depends, honestly. I don't know off the top of my head which offensive linemen are out there under contract that teams want to trade because offensive linemen are tough to find. So for a team to want to trade an offensive lineman, the offensive lineman usually has to be disgruntled. Like the two examples I made, um, Orlando Brown was stuck at right tackle because Ronnie Staley was the left tackle for the Ravens. He wanted to get left tackle money. So he said, I ain't playing here no more. He forced his way out of Baltimore. Trent Williams hated the Washington organization. He worked his way out of there. So unless an offensive lineman becomes disgruntled, I don't know who you're going to trade for. You know what I mean? So it shouldn't be a ton of assets. I feel like if you trade it for like a decent guard, it's not going to cost you a ton of money. Like the Giants traded like a fourth round pick for Ben Bredesen, probably not a good trade looking back on it, but it, it should probably cost like to get a decent starting guard. Next from Ian Brand. So do you personally think it's going to happen this offseason? Do you feel like John Merritt is finally going to learn how to run a team and hire an outside GM to run the team for him? Well, I do have an advantage because I did this video late. It looks like he might do that right now. So the problem, of course, on this date, January 11th, is that we don't know if John Mara is going to let the GM pick the head coach. That's the problem. Now, there's rumors that that might happen. So if John Mara really lets the GM pick the head coach, I think we're good. Like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think like we're in a spot now where the GM would have total control and John Mara finally realizes, wow, I suck at this and just gets out the way. So it really does depend if Judge is back, because if Judge is back, that has a lot of John Mara written all over it. I can't imagine a sensible GM candidate coming in here and saying he wants to work with Joe Judge. The only reason he would do that is to get the job in the first place, because those GM candidates are not stupid and know that John Mara wants to keep Joe Judge. So that's my problem. So it depends if he keeps the head coach. But right now, it looks like John Mara might, in fact, finally figured it out like 10 years later next from my guy ray what's up ray thank you again what backup quarterback would you bring in next year to compete with dj our cap space is not looking the brightest right now obviously do you think we will still be able to bring one of the better backups in the league we love the videos mike thank you um yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you could push the money down the line for 2023, 2024, if we get all that, but you don't want to put yourself in that spot. I do think, you know, of course, Daniel Jones could be traded, and this is like a moot point. They could have a whole different quarterback next year. They could draft a guy for all we know. But if assuming they keep Jones and go with, like, the better backup route, um, yeah, they should be able to afford. Like, these backup quarterbacks, some of them don't make a ton of money. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they really could sign a Jameis Winston, hopefully, or they can sign a, a Teddy Bridgewater. Like, I just don't know if those guys want to come here and, and, like, you know, have a competition because those guys were pretty much handed starting jobs last year. Well, Teddy Bridgewater had to beat out Drew Locke, but I don't know. I just, I don't know if they want to sign up for this situation. I don't know how much money they would ask for, but I do think the Giants will look to make a significant upgrade of backup quarterback. So whether that's via trade, they can do, they can do like the Eagles route and trade for like a Gardner Minshew, a guy on a rookie contract who we know is a pretty good backup quarterback. I've heard the idea. I think Christy Entertainer brought this up to me of trading for Jordan Love, possibly like that's an idea. Maybe trade a third round pick to the Packers, bring in Jordan Love. There's like your quarterback competition. So I don't know, like it, it depends how they want to do it. But I do think for sure you're going to see a much better quarterback upgrade for the backup spot than a Mike Glennon. Next from I think this is SN Rossi. Would you take the best player available over need with one of her first round picks just because of how bad we are? This is a great question as well, because I see so many Giants fans say, just take offensive linemen the first two picks and like 
I don't hate that idea, but you also run into this. Like, what if you have Linderbaum as, like, your third best prospect on the board, but two other guys ahead of him? Do you take the third best prospect on your board because he plays offensive line? Like, that's my problem. Of course, I'm a positional value guy. I value the quarterbacks, the cornerbacks, the edge rushers, the tackles. I value those guys very highly. It depends on that as well. But I'm not going to reach for an offensive lineman just because he plays offensive line. I don't want to do that. Like, I do want to come away with at least one offensive lineman with the first two picks, and I think we will, but I don't want to reach for like a second one. You know what I mean? So if on their board, the best player on the board with the eighth pick or seventh pick, I think it is with the seventh pick, let's say the fifth pick, they go Neil, right? They take Evan Neal. The seventh pick comes around and let's say Linderbaum's like their third best player on the board. I don't want to reach for him. Take one of the first two guys or take the highest guy. You know what I mean? If the highest guy's an edge rusher or like an important position, like cornerback, or he's like an athletic safety, like I'm all for that. Take the guy you have higher rated. Don't reach for a position. That's where you get your in trouble. That's where, you know, Eric Flowers happens. That's where Eli Apple happens. Don't reach for a certain position. So I don't want to go that route. I'm glad you asked that question because a lot of Giants fans just want to take two offensive linemen with the first two picks, no matter what. Next from Nelly20, who would you take as our next GM and how could we possibly fix our salary cap situation? If I could pick anybody, I'm picking Ed Dodds. Out of the guys interviewed right now, or they're going to interview, I love Adam Peters from the 49ers, so Adam Peters is my guy. I like Joe Shane a lot, too. I could definitely get on board with that. So those uh, those are the guys I want. Now, how can you fix a salary cap? I mean, obviously, you can't spend big this free agency. You can try to cut guys like Shepard, guys like Bradbury, probably like guys like Will Hernandez and Evan Ingram and Lorenzo Carter walk. There's a way. It's just some guys have, you know, I think Nate Solder's contract's finally up pretty soon, so I don't know if it's this off season or next off season, but that's coming to an end soon. So I think they just have to wait a year. They just have to wait it out, unfortunately. Like Dave Gettleman put us in this spot where 2022 is going to be tough to compete because they can't spend that much money. So they have to hit on all the draft picks. They have to make good, cheap free agent signings. So in my opinion, to fix the cap, they got to wait it out this offseason and then, you know, possibly sign more guys the next offseason. So it sucks we have to wait, but that's the position we put ourselves in. And by that point, the contracts of like Bradbury, Martinez, guys like that, those contracts will be up. Obviously, Saquon Barkley is going to be up by next year. So you can save money that way. You just have to probably wait an entire year for that. Next from Thomas R., I know you have the same opinion as me in that we are just delaying the inevitable with Daniel Jones and Joe Judge. If we had an, uh, the option, would you like to bring Pete Carroll or do you think his time is over? It seems like Carroll's back with the Seahawks, and I guess Russell Wilson's staying as well. That's the reports coming out right now, so I guess it's not really worth answering. But um, as for Judge and Jones delaying the inevitable, yeah, I do believe that because I don't think Jones is a franchise quarterback. I don't think that Judge is a head coach in the NFL. So in my opinion, I'd rather move on from those guys as soon as possible. And I've said this before, maybe someone will ask this question, but like, I want to trade Daniel Jones now, and I'll probably make a video about this in the future because here's your two options. You either let Daniel Jones play out this year and next year and see what happens. Is 2022 Daniel Jones going to be a good year or a bad year? If it's an average or below average year, once again, or just a bad year, you're going to move on from Daniel Jones in all likelihood. So at that point, he's leaving, not probably not getting a big contract. He might get like a Mitch Trubisky type contract or like a Jacoby Brissett. Like someone's going to sign Daniel Jones to be a backup quarterback if he sucks again next year. So in my opinion, what the Giants should just do now is just trade Daniel Jones and get assets because you can make a lateral 
lateral move. If you trade Daniel Jones and then sign Teddy Bridgewater, it's like the same freaking guy. Like you're making a lateral move at the quarterback position. But in this situation, you're at least getting draft assets. You can trade Daniel Jones for like a third and a fifth round pick probably. So why wouldn't you do that? Like instead of just trying to make Daniel Jones work, which so many people are fixated on, just trade Daniel Jones, get the assets, which is best for the Giants as a team, and then make a lateral signing a quarterback, whether it's Teddy, whether you can get James Winston here, something like that. Like that's the better move in my opinion. So why just... I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to go into year four. And if he sucks, you're going to get nothing for the guy except for like maybe a bullcrap fifth round comp pick. It doesn't make sense. So for me, I'm trading Jones now. And obviously for Judge, I want the guy fired. All right. So this is me after the Judge news. So this is like you're getting like the first half version of me and the second half version. Now I'm super excited. So it's just this feels great. All right. Christopher, would you consider drafting Matt Corral? I have not watched a ton. I have not. But just from watching the highlights and all that, I wasn't like super into him. I do think I like Kenny Pickett more, maybe Willis more based on like his physical tools. But yeah, I mean, I guess I can get behind it. I got to watch more, obviously. But, you know, I'm not totally against getting a quarterback. Like some people say the Giants taking a quarterback would be the dumbest move ever. I don't think that way necessarily. Like I just think, you know, you got to add a couple offensive linemen, of course. But it's not like the Giants taking a quarterback is the dumbest move ever. What if Matt Corral ends up being a great quarterback? Like that's not a bad move whatsoever. It's the most important position on the field. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, if you like Matt Corral, I get it. There's definitely things to like. I didn't love him at first, but obviously I got to watch more. So more to come on that, of course. Next from Keyshawn Springer, if Evan Neal or Kayvon Thibodeau miraculously dropped to our pick, which one would you rather have the new GM select? Okay, well, first off, I got to watch them both more. That's I really got to get uh, to the draft research. It's now January, so I got to get to that. Anyway, um, listen, I can go for either guy, to be honest with you. I mean, right tackle is definitely a need for this team. I would love to have that. But pass rusher to me is just as important. It really is. Like People want to value the offensive line way higher. I think having an elite edge rusher is something this team needs very much. We have not had that since Jason Pierre-Paul was playing at a very high level back in 2011, the Super Bowl year. So um, if Kayvon Thibodeau is looked at as a game wrecker, a guy that can draw double, triple teams and just make everyone else's life easier, that will help this team out a lot as well. So I am not going to just side with the offensive line. If they think Thibodeau can have like a TJ Watt type impact for this defense, I am absolutely taking that. Does he fall to us? I don't think so, but it's definitely a possibility, I guess. But, you know, either way, I'm probably happy. I do want to watch more and form my own opinions, not just go off what people say. But, you know, both guys seem like they're going to be really good NFL prospects. Next from my guy, Kurt, what do you think the chances are Ed Dodds takes a GM job with the Giants, then goes on to talk about Judge and all that? But Judge is out of our lives. We're not talking about that stuff. I'll leave the question up here anyway so the rest of you can see it. But um, we also talked about Dave Gettleman being allowed to have a retirement. And, yeah, that was ridiculous as well. He should have been fired after the Atlanta Falcons game week three. That's what I think personally. He probably should have been fired in the first round of the 2018 draft as well, but that's just my opinion. Um, Ed Dodds, I mean, look, I haven't seen the name brought up yet. I just don't know if Ed Dodds has interest in the Giants. Um, if he did, I would love to bring him in, of course, but I just have not seen that name, you know, floated around so far for the Giants, unfortunately. Um, that's like my number one guy right there, but I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but obviously if I were John Mayer, I would look to interview him, but I just don't think the Giants will do that right now. Next from Juan. Hey, you've been MIA for a couple of days, but what do you think about bringing in a QB to compete for the starting job? You know, we pretty much talked about that earlier. He says he likes Mariota and Andy Dalton and Trubisky. Um, yeah, I, I can get behind some of those guys. I mean, Mariota definitely brings that like dual threat element of a, uh, you know, the Raiders have like design plays for the guy because he's fast. So he definitely adds like those, uh, 
you know, he's not a great deep ball passer, doesn't have like a rocket arm, but Mariota can use his legs. He's been pretty accurate for the most part in his NFL career, I think. So um, that's appealing, of course. I mean, Trubisky, uh, I prefer Mariota to Trubisky. And Andy Dalton, I mean, Dalton's like a guy that put up good numbers with the Bengals for the most part, but I don't know. I just feel like he's kind of past his uh, his best days, honestly. So Mariota's my favorite out of your bunch right there. I love Jameis Winston. Always have. Jameis Winston's freaking, he's fun to watch. He's very fun to watch. It's bad analysis, but I love watching Jameis Winston. I feel like he was coached very well the past couple of years with Sean Payton. He cut down the turnovers a lot this year. He had like a 14 to, was it a 12 to 4, a 14 to 4 uh, touchdown interception ratio before he tore his ACL, unfortunately. So assuming he'll be healthy for next year, I love Jameis the most. That's my favorite guy that's a free agent right now. But Teddy Bridgewater, Marcus Mariota, I can get behind that, definitely. So I want to see like one of those three guys be the Giants' backup next year if they keep Daniel Jones. Next from CS, with a new GM on the horizon, this is predicated if we hire a outside GM. I believe we will draft a quarterback with one of the two first-rounders. This will let the Giants allow DJ to play out his final year as a bridge quarterback with the rookies and waiting if DJ is bad or gets injured. With that being said, what are some of your thoughts about the uh, quarterback class? I like Pickett uh, a lot, but Corral has more arm talent, in my opinion, so maybe better upside. Let me know what you think. Um, Yeah, that's a good question, because if the Giants were to draft a quarterback five or seven, does Daniel Jones even, is even here next year? Because I don't think he is, honestly. I think if the Giants really did draft a quarterback, I think Daniel Jones is gone. Like, you know, obviously, if they draft one in, like, round three, round four, Daniel Jones probably stays, but in the first round... I think if the Giants take a first-round quarterback, Jones is gone. He's probably getting traded, which I said before I want to do anyway. So um, I'd find it hard to believe like the Giants take Matt Corral and keep Daniel Jones. It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, you know? So um, I think with that being said, you know, you asked for my favorite guy so far. You know, I still want to watch more before final opinions are said, but I did like Pickett the most so far. Um, he's a bit older, I think. He's like 24, but he just displays a lot of stuff I like to see from just professional quarterbacks, reading a defense, you know, touch passes, a pretty good arm for the most part. He can make throws on the run. He's pretty mobile for the most part. So I do like Kenny Pickett. I mean, Joe Burrow was an older prospect too. He's turned out great. So it's like not really a, it's not like we're drafting Brandon Whedon at 28 years old. So it's not, it's not that bad, but um Corral and Willis, I mean, I don't know where I'd put those guys, honestly. I mean, I guess, I mean, Corral does have more arm talent. You're right about that. Um, I don't know. I want to watch more before formulating my own opinion there, but I will definitely have some strong quarterback takes in the coming months. I will tell you that, so you guys will not be disappointed. Um, Andrew, I want Jim Harbaugh at OC. Would you agree? He's not coming here as an OC. Ain't no chance. Now he wants to be the head coach. Well, now he might be the head coach, so... um, you know, there is a chance I think Jim Harbaugh, you know, wants to come to the Giants. I've heard those rumors before. I've actually heard it from somebody that's pretty trustworthy. So um, I said trustworthy, trustworthy. I've heard that from somebody trustworthy that Jim Harbaugh at one point in recent years wanted to come to the Giants. So, um, yeah, I think it's very possible. I don't know if the Giants will want to take in Jim Harbaugh, but I could see it being a possibility. Next from Max, do you think we could get a second rounder for Saquon, and would you be comfortable having Booker as your RB1 and draft someone like Kenneth Walker with that second round pick? I don't know who Kenneth Walker is, so I can't answer that part for you. I don't feel comfortable with Booker being an RB1, but if this Kenneth Walker guy is good, then sure. I mean, if he can be an RB1, why not? I think Booker probably showed enough to come here for year two. I was not a fan of that free agent signing, but Booker was fine. If you can get out of Booker's contract and sign somebody just as good, I'm fine with that too. It doesn't have to be Devontae Booker, but at least he was here last year. Um, Can you trade Saquon for a second round pick? 
I think if you do, it's going to be a late second round pick. I could see a team that really wants running back help that's like a Super Bowl contender to take in a Saquon Barkley. Like, I'm trying to think who it would be. Like, a good team that's a running back away, possibly. Like, I would say New England, but they have good backs, too. I like Damian Harris. I love uh, Ramondre Stevenson. James White got hurt. He'll be back next year, probably. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think a late second round pick's probably the most you're getting for Saquon Barkley at this point, which at that point, I'm fine with that. Like, you're not going to get much more, so I'd probably do that trade. But, um, you know, if you want to keep Booker next year and just pair him with a good college running back, a second or third round pick, um, I'm fine with that, too. I'm definitely, I love going in that direction, of course. Don't take a first round running back, obviously. Don't take one at five or seven, or I'll probably just blow my brains out. But yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's something I can get behind for sure. TD, what are the benefits of sticking with Joe Judge and Daniel Jones one last season so judge obviously no benefits there obviously so Daniel Jones what are the benefits well I laid it out before that there aren't many I mean the the best scenario for Daniel Jones is that he turns into a no doubt franchise quarterback next year puts up 30 touchdowns 10 interceptions the Giants have like a 10 plus win season Daniel Jones is the guy no questions asked I just think there was like a 1% chance of that happening so for me I do not see the reasons to bring Daniel Jones back I think it makes all the sense in the world to trade him get the assets in return for him with one year left on his contract and make a lateral signing a quarterback like a Bridgewater, like a Jameis, like a Mariota. That makes all the sense in the world. I can't really make an argument for sticking with Daniel Jones other than the unrealistic possibility that Daniel Jones just breaks out in year four with a most likely not so good Giants roster in 2022. LA Sports, which pieces are part of this team uh, long term? Your prediction uh, off the top of my head, Andrew Thomas, of course probably Kadarius Tony, assuming he stays healthy, but I'm not sure about that. That's a wait and see. I don't think Jones is. I don't think Saquon is. Galladay will probably get out of that contract as soon as possible at this point. Um, Angram, I don't think so. Defensively, I think Xavier McKinney. I think Aziz Ojolari. Blake Martinez, I could see him getting cut. They can save themselves some good money by cutting Martinez off the ACL, of course. I guess Leonard Williams, maybe. That's a maybe, of course, but he'll be here for at least, you know, a year because we know he's under the big contract. I could see Leo staying here for a while. I feel like he's one of those guys that can, you know, he stays healthy. I feel like he might play for a long time. So maybe Leonard Williams. Dexter Lawrence is not a guarantee. I don't think that whatsoever. He was taken 17th overall, but he has not been that great of a player. He's been pretty good, but not nearly the game changer we needed at 17th overall. Cornerback, I mean... I like Adoree Jackson. I think he'll be 27 next year, but can he stay healthy? I think if he does stay healthy, maybe he makes it here until he's 30, but that's kind of a long shot. Bradbury, you know, not much of a future. Maybe next year at most he plays. Um, Peppers is probably gone. Yeah, not many guys, honestly. Like, I, I like Darnay Holmes, honestly. I've always been a fan of his. Maybe that's like a sleeper pick, but... There's only like three or four guys, honestly. It's not that many, so the core here is not all that great. Next from Alzo, what do you think about Lorenzo Carter? What is his real value? Two years, about five to seven million dollars per year, or he signs elsewhere for more, and we get a comp pick. Yeah, the Lorenzo Carter thing is just it. it keeps me up at night at this point because I don't know what to do with Lorenzo Carter. Um, the past four or five games, he's shown that he might be like a pretty damn good player. But the first like, you know, the first 13, 12 games, he wasn't doing much. So Lorenzo Carter is a mixed bag, but I do kind of give him a pass because he was coming off the Achilles injury. And my mindset is maybe he got fully healthy towards the end of this year. And now he's playing good football. I do want to keep him. Now, every man has a price. I'm not signing Lorenzo Carter to a big ass contract, but two years years and five to seven million dollars per year so we're looking at two years ten million dollars to fourteen million dollars would I do that uh 
I want to keep it to a one-year deal. I think if he's asking for two, he's probably gone in my opinion. But if Lorenzo Carter wants a one-year deal, $7 million, I would do that. But to ask for a two-year deal, I don't think so. So I think at that point, he's probably gone. I think that's fair value, 5 to $7 million per year. They, there may be one team out there that loves Lorenzo Carter and gives him $9, $10 million per year for a two-year contract. All it takes is one team out of 32 to love you. And Lorenzo Carter might get a big contract like that. So I don't know. But for me, I'm not comfortable giving that guy more than one year. Next from Kelvin, a video about Jim Harbaugh. Maybe if the rumors really start to heat up, I'll definitely do something about that. But right now, nothing really is set in stone about him even getting an interview with the Giants. Next from Satvik, I think it is. The Giants stink and need major changes. Wait, I think we're getting them. I think we're getting those major changes. So sit tight. We'll be all right, I think. Hopefully, we'll see who the GM is. That's what really matters. Would you cut Kenny Galladay? No, you can't do that now. Uh, his dead cap hit's probably massive. You can't cut him. No chance. Galladay's at least here for next year. Going forward, maybe by year three we can cut him. I'm not sure what his contract looks like off the top of my head, but yeah, no chance. I think Galladay's here for sure next year. I, I think Galladay could be a lot better next year. I'm not totally out on him yet. If we get a better quarterback and Galladay stays healthy, I think we can see some good numbers. I'm not expecting like 1,200 yards and 13 touchdowns, but like... Galladay could be respectful, 800 yards and like six touchdowns. Like it's not going to be nearly what we pay him, but it could be a good number for a wide receiver too on most teams. So obviously we overpaid there, probably should not have done it. I get it. But Kenny Galladay, I think should bounce back next year if he's healthy and maybe a quarterback upgrade is made. So anyway, that's going to do it. This was an interesting video. It'll probably be like a 40 minute video when it's all said and done, but just Super excited that, that Joe Judge is gone. You guys got like my raw reaction to it. I pretty much saw that news and turned on the camera like 10 seconds later. So um, hopefully you guys enjoyed that to start out the video. But yeah, that'll do it. Thanks to those who asked questions. I didn't get to all of them because some of them are outdated, unfortunately. My fault for that. But anyway, we'll do this again in the future once the GM and head coach are probably decided on. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the video. And I'll talk to you guys next time.